welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future, part two, one self-smashing minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. I'm Scott Corelli, and joining us today for another episode of uh, Minute Family All-Star Week, well, two weeks, Minute, minute, all, minute, all, <laughs> minute Family All-Star Extravaganza, sure. uh, Alex Robinson from Star Wars Minute. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Returning the champion. The Minute yeah. Mothership, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're yes. being blessed by the, the, uh, the, the Prime podcast, Star Wars yes. Minute, originators of the form. And uh, today we are going back to minute 89, which starts with uh, Marty and Biff recreating the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two poster and, <laughs> and ends with uh, Marty getting a, get a getting a door slammed in his face by beta Marty. Mm hmm. Um, so, yeah, so we get we start with this really surprisingly lengthy sequence or at least it feels lengthy uh, where marty is literally just watching himself (laughs) recreate the scene from the last movie and kind of reacting to it too like you can see the back of his head kind of like chuckle like yeah um it's still so adorable when marty does the little uh little 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 uh punch tap on lorraine's chin it is not so adorable is is not Crispin Glover being super creepy and wearing someone else's face. He's like, I want to get laid, Marty. Come on. It's really, no, it's just it's 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 creepy. It's creepy. There, we get one pretty clear shot where you can see his face, and the 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 camera hasn't quite shifted focus yet. Yeah, we're and not Crispin it, Glover. It just it just looks like something from Silence of the Lambs. It is just horrifying. Did that actor um, go on to do anything else? Do you know? I think he's done some voice acting. It's actually Charlie Hunnam. like that. He, 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 his biggest thing is that he does a good Crispin Glover impression voice wise, yeah. but he doesn't look anything like Crispin Glover. God, talk about the world's worst superpower. Yeah. <laughs> Unless uh, Crispin Glover loses his voice and then has to hire this guy to dub all his dialogue for every movie that would be really that would be i mean that's basically what happened here (laughs) essentially (laughs) oh man yeah let's hope that uh i don't know i i guess if they ever uh do a sequel to alice in wonderland again uh Mm. glover was in that or Uh, another uh another charlie's angels maybe where he doesn't talk (laughs) yeah well, then this guy couldn't do the job. We need to roll over yeah. That's true. I don't. I don't know many. Uh, I don't know the. Surprisingly, I don't know that Crispin Glover has done a lot of voice work. Hmm. Yeah, you think that would be you know kind of like Paul Rubens, how he sort of found a second career doing voice work. You, you would think that a character actor like him would uh, thrive, you know, behind the mic, so to speak. Yeah, you would think so. Well, I wonder if it's, it's just, he's not getting the parts, or he's just not interested in. Them. He seems like a kind of a weird enough guy where he'd be like, you know, I don't want to sell out and do Mickey Mouse cartoons. <laughs> right. Yeah. I want to, I want to make short films about me like squashing bugs and extreme close up. Yeah. Yeah. Art, man. <laughs> uh, so Biff shows up a little worse for wear. Um, he's been punched in the face twice now. 
and uh, once by George and and once by Marty. Um, And uh, he's not happy. He's not happy. Uh, Calls him a butthead. (laughs) As you do as as a uh, as a tannin. Um, Real Trumpian remarks from. from Yeah, but he's he's very, uh, you know. For for having been punched in the face, punched unconscious <laughs> by this guy, he's very level headed because he's just like, you thought that that stupid disguise was going to fool me. You and me right now. Let's finish this. And it was yeah. just he's very like cool headed about it all. I mean, they both are. It's very like, you know, there's this kind of vibe where they're both like, you know, let this be our final battle. Very, there can be only one, really. Just the eternal conflict. Yeah, I just want a, I just want a Queen song to to start up right now. <laughs> I've crossed oceans of time so that I might meet you here in battle. <laughs> that would be a great idea for a sequel. If they should, if they really wanted to kick it up a notch, just really have them skipping all through time, and there'd be always be a McFly fighting a, you know. Go yeah, it's, it's kind of like that Nick Cave sequel to Gladiator that we that we read about. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, that's actually that's that's a thing in the animated series. Um, there was that cartoon series in the early 90s, like 91 ish, I think 1991 ish. And uh, yeah, that was that was definitely a theme where any anywhere and when they ended up in time, there was always a Tannen and there was always a McFly. <laughs> And they always hated each other. Can, um, can I ask you a question about that animated show? Yeah. Who did the voice of Chris McGlover's of Marty McFly's dad? I don't think George was ever in the cartoon. Mm, that's perfect opportunity for casting fake, fake. Uh... I know. <laughs> I know. But but they didn't even get it. It was a weird thing. The cartoon is a weird thing because. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's super. It's It's super weird because. They got Christopher Lloyd to do live action bookends to every episode, Mm -hmm. but they couldn't get him to do the voice of Doc Brown in the cartoon. Got it. That's weird. Yeah. So like in the cartoon, it's the voice is uh, the the Dan Castanella, the the guy who does Homer Simpson and the genie and the genie in the animated show. Yeah. In the Aladdin animated series, he does the voice of Doc Brown. Um but Christopher Lloyd is Doc Brown in the live action. It's weird. It's a it weird. Of, the, hearing that kind of reminds me when I was a kid, I was convinced that Jackie Chan actually did the voice of Jackie Chan in the cartoon Jackie Chan Adventures. And uh, and then years later, IMDb proved me wrong. And it was like a white voice actor. And it really painted that entire animated series in a different way. <laughs> Wow, I I would have I would have sworn up and down that it would be him. That's yeah, crazy. Because because he's in the theme every every show would start with live action Jackie, and it would end with him being like you know believe in yourself, read, kick kick. Oh, kick, so kick. it's so it's the exact same situation then. Yeah, yeah, because they would be like, or they would do like the kind of Arthur thing, where like, hey Jackie, what do you think about online piracy? And he'd be like, it's very bad, and then he would like jump out of a window. <laughs> he, he would like teach you a lesson. <laughs> I think actually for the animated show, he might have even used a stuntman for those. So we should double check those. <laughs> it was his stuntman that did the voice. That'd be yeah. great. It's the only time he ever got work. Yeah. Uh, 
but I do, uh, you know, much respect to Marty because when when Biff uh, leads him down the primrose path, mm-hmm. uh, Marty doesn't doesn't take the bait. He doesn't take the bait and he says no thanks and walks away. Um, but of course, we get uh, we thought we were done with it, but we get the return of the chicken. I gotta say, uh, a few a few weeks ago, uh, we mentioned like uh, that scene where Marty busts into Biff's loft as like the most badass Marty moment. That mm-hmm. slow burn when uh, he's called a chicken is like pretty. It's it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool it's, moment. It's pretty cool, but then they immediately take all the heat out of it. Oh, it's uh, amazing. Which is- it- which is it, fantastic. It's it. I think I think it might be the most effective joke in this entire movie so far. Well, it's a good twenty seconds between when he calls him a chicken, and then it it takes twenty seconds. They spend twenty seconds to building it up. So they, really, <laughs> I can give him credit for really, you know, uh, really setting it up where you think they're gonna fight. And oh then, yeah, uh, they play it so straight, and then just the timing and the reaction on Michael J. Fox's part in both performances is just yeah. it's a. It's like a it's like a five second masterclass in like comedic editing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Um, and the fact that it's from himself, that's <laughs> yes, it's, that's it's, probably he just he not only he. OK, so we talked about this in the last minute. So so the last minute toward the end of the last minute, he walks off stage after dropping the sandbags on on Biff's gangs or Biff's goons. And then he, he walks off stage and that he just pounces out the door. Like he, he is out of there mm-hmm. to go meet doc on the roof. And then for some reason he comes back to watch himself interact with his parents. And that is the only reason any of this happens to him. If he would have just went to the roof, like he's supposed to, I mean, the movie would be over and it would be everything would be fine. Yeah. Marty and got straight to the police. This would never have happened. So, yeah. 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 It's uh, just it, I, I it's, it's funny. Uh, I like it because it's it shows that it shows that Marty's human, you know, he has yeah. this plan which he has to execute. But part of him can't resist seeing his parents young and in love and just starting out. Not to mention the fact that he's like, whoo, I finally fixed everything. And now they're getting back. You know, everything. Yeah, I mean, like, how how often do we get a chance to? I mean, I mean, never. What the hell am I talking about? But like, you know, the opportunity <laughs> to to revel in your victory and like, oh my god, I really, I really pulled this off yesterday. Like, this mm-hmm. was this was not bad, Marty. Not bad, you know. That's true, and he, and you're right. He is only revisiting. He's revisiting what he did literally the day before. Because <laughs> uh, it's it's only been about 24 hours, uh, you know, on, on his internal clock since all of this happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is um, weird when you put it that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. You, would you get temporal jet lag? You know? You know? Oh, yeah. You'd have to, right? Totally. I, I mean, have you, have you ever taken a flight from like, you know, like if you ever go from like, I remember when I flew from Hawaii to Texas like 10 years ago, that that messed me up. For like mm-hmm. two days. Well, I mean the the jet lag. That's what opens part three. It's it's just uh, if you oh. remember the whole the whole right. credit sequence is just Doc and Marty just napping. <laughs> three days. Yeah, sounds sexier than it actually is. But yeah, I gotta say these movies they have uh, they got a lot of forward momentum for. Um, 
for for movies that involve time travel where they could literally do whatever they want whenever they want there's not there's a great ticking clock in the first movie which is that is his his siblings are disappearing in the photo but in this one it's all go 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 and and they never really establish a ticking clock of any kind yeah there's no i can't think of any reason why like they can't you know oh my gosh we can just go back and you know drive it 55 gigabots again and then you could <laughs> just fix everything or go back early you know the old the classic time travel thing of why don't we just go back a little earlier so they have more time to prepare to fix you know right instead of going back the night of of abraham lincoln's assassination go back like a week earlier and give yourself some time to yeah or like or like go back to when like Lee Harvey uh, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, where um, John <laughs> Booth was like a child, and maybe like teach him the importance of like the you know the Union, and like maybe show him the evils of slavery <laughs> early on, and kind of plant those seeds, you know. No, you'd have to you'd have to definitely that's you're leaving yourself too open to an ironic twist if you do that. You could just gotta strangle him in his cradle, be done with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's just now hitting me. Uh, you know, th- this trilogy is is so. It's one of the great trilogies, but it really does just cover like 36 hours. It's kind of the complete opposite of this recent X-Men trilogy, which covers like 30 years. You know, mm-hmm. it was like there's decades of air in between these stories for no reason. That's <laughs> true. And no one ages. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, but I will say I, I, I think I think about two weeks passes in part three. Oh, OK. If I'm not mistaken, this is the only one where the whole movie takes place over the course of like 24 hours. Um, the the other two movies, I think the first movie is a week. And then I th- I believe the second movie is either a week or two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I'm the third movie. Um, so, yeah, this is the only one that's like 24 hours. And it's the most it's it's the one where the most things happen. Like, I mean, we're you're all over the place in this movie. It's the um, busiest. Yeah, it's the busiest. And uh it it gives it a very distinct flair, I think. Have you have you guys talked at all about, you know, a, another movie with a lot of forward momentum and not a lot of downtime in them are the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's well, why they, well, they work so well for the minute formats. <laughs> yeah, this is true. The the prequels are a little bit less forward moving than uh, <laughs> than, than the, the original ones. But mm-hmm. and yeah, the, the Force Awakens great. kind of Rekindles yeah. that that spirit. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, yeah, that's the there's a real economy of storytelling and, and, a, and a you know constantly you always know what they want. They want to get to the you know they want to get out of the Death Star. They want to get the Rebel plans back. It's it's a very uh, it's well, well uh, plotted. I'll say I'll say uh, I've made this comparison before. I think I don't know about if I've done it on this show or not, but. Uh, Attack of the Clones is really like the Back to the Future Part Two of the of the prequels in just in that it changes its setting like every fifteen minutes. Like you're you're not just in a different place, but you're with a different set of characters and in like almost a different genre every yeah. about fifteen minutes. It's insane. Um, yes, this is true. Although I you know I've seen Attack of the Clones yet this for many years. So I, so uh, I can't really. It's all kind yeah. of blur to me. But like clones and uh, Obi Wan Kenobi fighting uh, in the rain. It's, it's the only. <laughs> well, yeah, and then like right. and, the, and and like uh, Obi Wan Kenobi gets to be in like a, a Raymond Chandler novel for like, right half the movie. Right. 
Um, if only it was as good as that, but, but yeah, basically he's like, he's like a noir detective and you've got like the, the cheesy romance stuff. And then you've got the crazy gladiator match and then you've got the crazy war stuff. Mm-hmm. And that movie's insane. It's all the majesty the place. of <laughs> on a green screen motorbike, right? Not reacting to wind or velocity. at all. <laughs> oh yeah. You forgot he- the serial killer aspect of it. The, the genocide aspect of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That too. Yes. You got, you got like a David Fincher movie in there too. Just just for peppered in there for flavor. Um. <laughs> well, I really like uh, I really like the second one. I like, you know, being a fan of uh, I mean, of Back to the Future. I mean, not a, not Tech the Clones. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the cleverness of I like a, I like time travel stories. B, I like the cleverness of trying to work the second story basically over the plot of the first one and kind of how how, how important can you make uh so it was Beta Marty, past Marty, or pre- or future? Yeah, we we call we call Beta Marty. Uh, okay, so so when when Marty in the first movie changes uh, the past because he makes his father, um, cool. he makes his father confident, and yeah. uh, you know, and and so when he comes back to 1985, everything's different. Well, the Marty that when he comes back to save Doc, the Marty that he sees go back in time is a Marty that was raised by two confident, loving parents. Got it. And that he replaces <laughs> in the timeline, and so we call him Beta Marty uh, because we don't really know what happened to that guy. And then now we're seeing so the Marty that opens the door and knocks out Alpha Marty is the Beta Marty that we saw at the end of the first movie, and now we're at the 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 the, uh, the end end trail of his event, the, the, yeah, the ending of his adventure. Yeah. Well, theoretically, every time it would be an infinite loop, wouldn't it? Because Beta Marty would eventually go back to the present to save Doc, start the whole thing over again, wouldn't it? They're always right, right, but he would be, Beta but then. Marty. Right. And and so it's a, it's kind of an endless loop, but like it's it's uh I don't know what you call that. It's like it's, like a like a it's, it's a closed loop. No, it's yeah. not a closed loop. Oh. It's not a closed loop. It's an open because loop. when he goes back in time, he would be replacing Charlie. It's he would be pl- replacing yeah, he would be replacing Gamma Marty who would then run his adventure and then go to the next Marty and they'd constantly be replacing each other throughout yeah. time forever. Mm-hmm. And well, this we, is and assuming th- also that the Martys aren't changing the time in more significant ways. That's also true. Yeah. yeah like, like, I mean, according to the laws of, of, of averages, you know, theoretically, in a, you know, in, a, in an endless loop of Martys, it, it, it's only logical to say that in one instance, a, a Marty would fail or a Marty would die or a Marty would um, not play yeah. Johnny B. Good, you know, in, a, in, in the law of variables, I guess. So inevitably, so it's not an infinite number of Martys because eventually one of the Martys would fail and that would possibly end the loop of sending them back and so on. So Right, quite possibly. That's but I your next movie right version now. where Marty has to stop himself. Well, I vote. Well, that's the thing, right? Because like I've always said, you know, my my idea, if they could have made a Back to the Future four, like in in ninety five or something, my my idea for a Back to the Future four was that one of those Martys comes back and is like an evil Marty and is like, you took your, you took my life from me, you stole it, and now like I want revenge. Like, <laughs> I feel like that would be inevitable, right? Is that 
one of those Martys like really gets screwed over and just gets their life stolen is now just like lost in time. Here's your here's your twist on that one. Evil Marty is stopped by a good Biff who learned a lesson from uh, his past and became a good guy. So you, the, you know what? I think Thomas F. Wilson would have loved playing a good nature, like a genuinely good Biff. And he would have been yeah. great. Oh, he would have been so good too. Coach Fredericks. I like to think of Coach Fredericks as the good Biff. Yeah. <laughs> I That's like that. <laughs> I think you're right. And then he went on to be the uh, – he went on to be the uh, the police chief in uh, what movie was that? Was the that heat. the Heat? Yeah, the police chief in the Heat. There you go. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 30 years old. <laughs> um, yeah. So okay. uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I think we got this minute figured out, guys. It, it's funny when you said 1995, Back to the Future Part Four. The first decision I made in my head that uh, is that Christina Applegate would have to be like the the Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> oh man, Christina Applegate. She would. Oh been- no, I'll, I'll do it, Alicia Silverstone. Oh maybe, yeah. Mm. Very interesting. Nineties. Or or Alicia Silverstone could play uh, like a like a Lady Tannen. Tiff Tannen. Yeah, she, well, not Tiff Tannen. Somebody oh, else. Yeah. We already cast Tiff Tannen. Yeah, Tiff Tannen is, uh, is Bijou Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> not Bijou Phillips. Wow, that's a deep cut. <laughs> Busy Phillips. Busy Phillips. Oh, from Freaks and Geeks. Oh, my God. I never put that together before. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like a defining role. I mean, no. No, no, I know. I know. But I never put together that her and Thomas L. Wilson are both in Freaks and Geeks. Oh, dope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, everyone was in Freaks and Geeks. Rashida Jones, yeah. Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah. Ben Stiller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Tom Noonan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Schwartzman. Yeah. So, uh, so, <laughs> so, so, Alex, uh, are Separate. you, are is your, is your, uh, how, how's your countdown to, uh, to, to attack the clones? Is it, is it getting close? Wait, shit, you guys uh, are still on episode two? No, no, no. They haven't even started episode two yet. We haven't even oh, started okay. Okay. They're on their hiatus. Oh, okay. Well, good for you guys. Well, unlike you Mad Men, we don't go right from one to the other because that way lies <laughs> that way lies insanity. So Well, we're not doing it this time. So <laughs> and, and to be and in your defense, uh if if I was if I was undergoing your mission, I would go on shore leave as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wrong show, but uh yeah, that's yeah. uh yeah, we're uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, gearing up for, we're gearing up for uh Attack of the Clones, probably starts sometime in the autumn. So um, once again, we'll probably start recording our things, or our, our commentary before that. So it's coming down fast. <laughs> if, you, if you need anyone, uh, if you need help during anything involving Django Fett, uh, I'm your, I'm your, I'm your guy. I'm your <laughs> yeah, that seems to be the problem. We have a lot of people signing up for like the few cool bits, and no one wants to take rolling around in the grass on the shores of. Lincoln. Oh, I will call dibs on. on <laughs> On on sand getting everywhere. Oh, I will. Well, uh, yeah, line, yeah. Everyone's gonna want that line. <laughs> we we will do. I mean, the worst of the worst. Like, just you should do. You should do a worst of the worst All Star Week and just get this. Just just the most willing, saddest people to do that week for the five the the five minute stretch. The worst. Yeah, five that's minutes. yeah, exactly. That's a great idea. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah so you... I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it because, as I said, I've not seen Attack of the Clones for a long time, and I uh, I look I uh, I always enjoy like you know going into the whole nitpicking of minutia stuff, and who knows, maybe we'll come out of it being like, you know what, that was better than we thought. Never yeah, know. Uh, there is certainly there's a lot to talk about in that movie. That's for sure. Oh my god, the the part where Obi Wan Kenobi goes to visit like John Ratzenberger in space, like that guy that owns the diner, oh, Dexter <laughs> Jetster. Yes. yes, yeah, Dexter Jester. Yeah, ever they've talked a lot about him in, in the episode one episodes. He's already the hit character that everyone loves to hate in uh in Attack of the Clothes. So. Yeah. Yeah. Is Jimmy oh, Smith in episode two or is he just in episode is Jimmy Smith's just in episode three? No, he's in episode two as well. Nice. Mm-hmm. He's uh yeah. He has more to do in episode three, I think. But like I said, it's been a while. Oh, sure. Been a while. Long time. <laughs> Long time. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's about it. But, uh, yeah, they've, you've got, uh, four movies completed mm-hmm. and, uh, lots of back catalog for, for people to listen to. Although why anyone would be listening to our show and not, and haven't, Without having listened to your show, I, I, I can't imagine that. But yeah, it would, um, it, would, it would be like knowing who Green Day is, but not like the Ramones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's true. So we're, we're the Ramones in that analogy. All right. Yeah. I, I'll allow oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, oh, either the Ramones or the Sex Pistols, depending on who you ask. Sure. I'll go Ramones. OK. All right, and fair then, enough. Uh, and then Ghostbusters Minute would be all time low. <laughs> mm, oh, OK. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so you guys should definitely check that out. That's at starwarsminute.com and, uh, become a, become a patron of those guys because, uh, best, best, uh, 12 bucks a month I spend every month. Wow. That's, uh, I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, anyone, people can just check out free episodes at starwarsminute.com if they don't want yeah. to pay the, the money, but, uh, we think, we think you'll like it and you'll eventually wind up giving us your money. <laughs> I I uh, wholeheartedly agree. Um, so uh, you can also give us money if that's a thing that you want to oh, do, if you're just totally. giving out money. Totally, yeah. You can visit our website at duelinggenre.com. You can go to our email, contact at backtothefutureminute.com. Uh, we are now uh, doing a weekend edition of the show, much like Star Wars Minute. Uh, it's our Back to the Future Minute No Roads edition where we – uh, talk about the comic book and Robert Zemeckis's other movies. And we're eventually going to get into the animated series that we talked about a little bit. Uh, tweet us at BTTF minute. We love our listeners. Uh, they're so nice and earnest and not jerks. And uh, we love hearing from you guys. And we love tweeting like anytime we see uh, like photos or anything related to the movies. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if this might be too late, but I think this coming weekend or the weekend of this show, uh, Michael J. Fox, Leah Thompson, and Christopher Lloyd are going to be at uh, Chicago Wizard World, or one of those. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, just in time for me to not be in Chicago anymore. Uh, <laughs> tumble at us at bttfminute.tumblr.com. Like us on Facebook, leave a review on iTunes, which is always the uh, swiftiest thing you can do for a podcast. Uh, it really helps us out. You can uh, check out our other shows, The Doctor's Companion, where we review old episodes and soon new episodes of Doctor Who with uh, the immortal Cassandra Fredrickson. She cannot die. Uh, Geek <laughs> by Night is our original 
audio series. We're so proud of it. Uh, our, our big fun college episode is coming out soon. It's all about Mindy Gibson, who's your favorite character and my favorite character. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, uh, download them now and listen to them. They're really fun. And I can, I can, I can say without vanity or ego that I'm really proud of this show because so many people are just working their asses off for free, but hopefully not free forever because you can help us out at duelinggenre.com slash support. You can hit on our donate button. And, uh, you know, it's the reason we have a weekend edition of the show. And uh, the more, uh, the more, you know, if, if everyone chips in a dollar, you know, uh, we, we really, we really want to start doing really cool stuff. And uh, speaking of support, we would like to give a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper1 to the 8 to the 2. And we will see you guys on Thor's Day. Thanks for joining us, Alex. Thanks, guys. It was fun. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you tomorrow. Bye.